and welcome to series two of the DNAD Make and Break podcast in partnership with WPP and the New Blood Academy. For those who don't know, the New Blood Academy is a four-week boot camp designed to prepare emerging talent for jobs in the creative industry. I'm Naina, your host of Make and Break, and we're back with another six-part series helping any aspiring creatives kickstart their career by offering some personal advice from some inspiring industry creatives. What's going on, guys? This is episode three of the Make and Break podcast. Last episode was all about your personal brand, how that can affect your creative career. This episode is all about inspiration. So we know it can be quite hard finding the inspiration for your work, especially when originality is becoming more and more rare. So I'm actually joined by James Parker, the creative behind the viral Burger King tweet. And we're going to go through some tips and advice on inspiration. So you were working on the Burger King social media accounts. Yeah. You ended up writing a tweet which went viral. <laughs> yeah. Um, can you explain the tweet and how it was received to anyone who might be a bit unfamiliar with it? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So um, it's probably the most famous three-worded tweet of all time, um, <laughs> yeah. which is hilarious considering how far it went for so little words. Kanye West um, took it out of his day to tweet about how much he loves McDonald's, mm-hmm. um, about how it is his favourite restaurant. And at the time, he was kind of putting out these weird and random tweets. So I took that as an opportunity to quote tweet him from the Burger King UK official account and say uh, that explains a lot, which uh, managed to pick up in the UK scene and then abroad as well and eventually go viral, Mm. um, reaching over a million retweets, um, which was just great. So you obviously sat there reading Kanye West going off on one on Twitter. Yep, as as the majority of millennials do these days, <laughs> yeah. I feel. And so what was going through your head? You were just sat at your desk and then thought, I'm going to react to this. Because you did it so quickly as well. Well, this is it. Initially, it's a hard one. Um, mm. I'm a huge uh, mental health advocate myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you need to be very, very careful when exactly, you're going yeah. after people like Kanye. Um, you can't really like attack them um, from the sense like one tweet was enough there. I wouldn't want to do anything more. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the process prior to the operation, um, obviously we saw Kanye's tweet that the team at Cooler are really, really good at um, keywording. So McDonald's, your burgers, and they've got a set keyword searches mm-hmm. um, for all their clients. And through that keyword search, we found Kanye's tweet and it was too good to pass up. So in about two and a half minutes, I sent the suggestion to the group chat with the client on the Burger King side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is amazing. She is on her phone constantly and she's ready to react, which is such an important thing for clients these days. Like, I guess in that kind of role as well, and when you have to so move quick, important. you have to react like, fast. It's got to the point now where I won't really work with a client unless they're on WhatsApp. Yeah. Um, because if they want to be good on Twitter, you have to be quick. Yeah. You have to be the fastest. Can you tell us a bit about your career history up until... So the Burger yeah, King tweet to, was about yeah. eight months ago. Yep, yeah. Um, but before so, that, you've had loads of other oh, experiences yeah. and jobs with brands and social media. Yep. So, yeah, when I was 16, I got a offer from a company called AMV, Abbott Mead Vickers, mm-hmm. um, the agency in London. I was an intern there and started on their creative team. And then this thing called social media started. <laughs> and that we made a Pulse division, which I was happily a like, member of. And then after a year there, I I was at a Twitter convention, actually, um, right. held by Twitter, and they were showing the future of video, and it played one of my videos for Guinness um, by chance at the, oh, wow. at the convention. So I just looked great for some reason. <laughs> like, it was just the sheer luck and coincidence that it all collided. But then um, Solly Solomu from Lad Bibles there, um, he tapped me on the shoulder, and then next thing I know, I was living in Manchester, working up there, wow. getting their operation going there. So that's the first sense I got of virality, like... 
So, so what kind of things were you doing at Lab Bible? Because that was obviously your first, one of the first roles. Yep, that... um, I was running the social output with a man called Mike Vaughan. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on his social team there. Um, and in between that, I was also doing the like video team, um, got that started up on the social side and also a bit of writing, which is nice. Mm. And then from that, I went to joe.co.uk. Right. Uh, moved back down to London, um, which was lovely. Got back to Old Street, which is one of my favourite places to oh, live gosh, in London. There's yeah. so much going on there. Um, but yeah, at Joe, that was amazing. That was my first, I saw the client side of things at Joe. Right. Um, and I realised I could sell ideas for a living. Mm-hmm. I realised that could be me. Obviously, this episode is all about inspiration. So anyone yep. listening to this right now, um, we know that's one of the toughest things in the creative industry is coming up with original ideas. So on the day of the, the Burger King tweet, what, what was going through your mind in terms of what inspired you on the day to go, I'm going to reply to Kanye in this sort of tone? What, what was it that you think helped you get to that position? Well, the tone we've had agreed with Burger King for like quite some time now. Um, mm. They wanted to take this kind of like savage, ruthless approach to Twitter, which yeah. is something you hear a lot from brands, but no one actually does because they don't get permission. Mm. Um, however, Burger King actually gave us permission. So each day you're going in there with the idea, the headspace of like what trends are happening today and how can we effectively laugh at them? Right. You know what I mean? Or like yeah. um, bring ourselves into that conversation. So in terms of inspiration, it is really just, I'd say, spending day to day on social, like my own Twitter, mm-hmm. um, and picking up the sense of comedy from the people I follow on there. Like some of my best friends, they all stay on Twitter mm-hmm. um, and it's great because their tweets are hilarious. So they definitely inspire my line of work. But the reason why I think blue tick brands do so well on Twitter um, when they've got a savage like sense of tone. So your Wendy's, your Moon Pie, your Burger King. KFC the reason why I think they do so well is because everybody pitches that brand as a, like pristine fast food brand they should just tweet about food but the fact they don't is what makes it so interesting that's mm-hmm. why you favor it the mm-hmm. content itself may not actually be too funny if, if you just saw a friend tweet it, you'd be like oh that, that's kind of a funny joke mm. the fact that it's come from Burger King blue tick that's so true you know what I mean yeah like, so that's so true. When you're working with a client or a brand, you actually put that in the bin. So like, okay, I don't want, if it's chicken, I don't want to talk about chicken. Let's let's come out with an up with an idea that's not related to what they actually sell this or do. It. And yeah. that's a that's a really hard argument because sometimes the client and rightfully so the client can push back and be like, it's not branded enough. Mm. Um, but a lot of clients will lose out because of how tight they hold on to their brand. Yeah. Um, they won't be able to join social conversations because they're not specifically talking about selling rumbo cleaners you know what i mean like mm. you need to be able to open your brand's conversation not expect conversation to come to you yeah and it's really important to be uh up to date and informed and involved in just general culture and things that are going on 100%. in the world do you often find that you know it's hard to come up with the original ideas or have you had any sort of backlash from someone going actually this sounds a bit too similar to what this other brand did yeah, I mean, um, I think within the social space and how long it's been going for now, um, when you look at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you are always copying someone's work. Mm. You are never really having an original thought these days because you've seen the thought-provoking idea from someone else. Right. Um, so that's argument, the form of inspiration. Exactly. My argument is that the inspiration from other people, um, instead of stealing it, you should build upon it. Right, okay. <laughs> Which is like my main point. Stealing stuff in this culture is awful. Um, accounts like Jerry and 
Beige Cardigan and all these meme accounts that just rip content without crediting people it is awful. And obviously there's that huge documentary about Elliot Treble and how he needs to start crediting people now. Um, so we're slowly, we're, we're getting there. If you see an idea you like on social, make a note of why it was good and then build upon it. Don't just rip certain elements, certain assets from that campaign because yeah. you will get found out. Is there any other thing else outside of social media that you yeah. find influences you? Yes, yes, there is. Um, so if you're talking about inspirations, um, I've actually got quite an interesting one about my Uncle William. He's a fisherman right. in Ireland uh, back home. And he's a fisherman who can't swim, wow. which is interesting. He's yeah. a deep sea fisherman, trawlerman. Um, and he can't swim. And he cannot swim to save his life. I don't life. think I've ever heard that before in my life. Hey, there you go. <laughs> um, so when speaking to him, you can ask him, why is he a fisherman? It's mm. always the question he gets. Um, and he says, listen, like you fall in out here. Either way, you're going to drown, like, if you can swim or not. And I've taken that to mean something quite personal for life. Like either way, we're all going to end up six feet under. You might as well fish whilst you're here. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's well brilliant. Get yeah. out there and do something. Yeah, I do truly think that we are the DIY generation. Yeah. You know, we, we're so lucky that we have platforms online. If you want to make a YouTube video, you can upload it yeah. and you can record it on your phone. It's really... <laughs> it's like, so easy. It's just taking that jump. Yeah. It, oh, what, if, what will my friends think if I start a YouTube? Who cares? Yeah. Do it. Because this is what we say to a lot of people who are like, I really want to get into radio. And it's like, well, you can record anywhere even if it's on your phone or anything and put it up online yeah and it, you just don't know what will happen we're lucky that that we can do yeah. that yeah yeah 100 percent. like the opportunities are there start taking them go fishing what's the biggest like learning curve you've had throughout this whole experience i'd say the power of a mistake mm-hmm the power of the mistake. Strong answer. Thank you very strong much strong answer you took um, a minute then yeah indeed <laughs> um so like we've talked about previously from Loud Bible to Joe to Drive Tribe to anywhere that I've worked um, mm. and when I'm representing any brand, I take extreme caution now. Right. If everything I post, because yes, I've made mistakes in the past. I think everyone has. Um, whether it be a typo or accidentally posting something that was meant for my personal onto certain accounts. Oh yeah, I've been there. Wow. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> see? Um, the power of that mistake. What I mean by that is though it may just be a little slip up to you, a little something in your head, to that brand, that can cost thousands. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you need to rectify that. You need to find out what went wrong and you need to fix that straight away. Everyone's going to make those mistakes. It's the way you handle them that is so cautious in this industry. If you appear ignorant or negligent to your own mistakes, you're going to go. Yeah. You're going to go. You need to adapt. You need to learn and you need to be very cautious about everything that you're going to put on social media. So we've got some questions from the New Blood audience on social media. They've tweeted or used Instagram to ask a few questions that I wanted to ask you, James. Yeah, of course. Far away. The first question, we've actually touched on this a, a bit earlier, but maybe we can go into depth about how do you draw inspiration without being too close to copying the design? Obviously, you mentioned earlier um, it's about implementing it, letting yeah. it influence you and inspire you, but not a direct copy. Yeah. Um, um, so don't rip the font, don't rip the style, yeah. <laughs> stay away from the image, change the colours, you know what I mean? Like, it's you, it's about changing the concept of the idea, you know what I mean? And if you're just ripping the image yourself, you are a fool, like, mm. you are going to get caught. Um, you need to change the idea. So for me, it's, like I said earlier, if they've already had their PR day, their big release on this, what's the one thing you can change on that campaign to make it new again to make it feel fresh mm. it could be a campaign that's from 50 years ago like we're seeing a recycling of media for example like the old old spice adverts 
they're now coming back again into right like Twitter. So it it can be something from way back when. It can be an idea that's done. It's about how you're doing it on social, how you're making it brand new. Another question from the New Blooders was, do you think boredom is good or bad for a project? Interesting question. <laughs> yeah. Boredom, in the sense that you're you're sat around not knowing what you're doing, mm. that's bad. Obviously, that's very very bad. You need a clear brief, like we said. Um, you need a lot of input from the client of how they want to shape out a campaign. It's the worst thing to be handed a campaign and then left because you either over deliver, you deliver something that they don't want, or you under deliver because you think you've nailed it, which is right. almost never the case. Yeah. Um, being bored though. I'd argue that in the in this like industry, if you're in the social media industry and you're bored, you are doing it wrong. Like there is always some you could be bored of social media. You can take a day off, mm. you know, you can do other things. But if you you yourself are bored in the job that you're doing, I don't think that's quite right for me. Yeah. If you're bored, then you're working on the wrong campaign. Mm. You're coming up with the wrong ideas. If yeah. you're not passionate about the ideas that you're doing, then maybe that client isn't for you. Maybe you should like look around for other options. Yeah. Um I'd say try and keep as much passion in your work as you can. Obviously, you're going to have to do a few jobs along the way that you aren't too like happy with, but that's the way it goes. It's if all you're... part of the journey. Exactly, yeah. You've got to keep the uh, you've got to keep the lights on in the house. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you've got to pay <laughs> yeah. the bills. But and you learn from different jobs as well. So, I mean, if you find yourself very, in very a role that you're like, very I never thought point. I'd be doing this, there's always something you take away that you then apply to another job. Yeah, exactly. Like I've done a number of jobs where you come away like I'd never thought I'd learn that. Um, to such an extent there yeah. and you can apply it in a job where you enjoy yourself and you're not bored so yeah. it's sometimes you've got to take you've got to take those bored like periods to get back to the good stuff 100% oh this is a good question from the new blooders hit me how do you take inspiration without comparing yourself yeah yeah that's very true I think the main thing there for me is coming from different backgrounds to where you're drawing the inspiration from mm-hmm. um, for example let me try and pull one out Diane Abbott, um, I love her. Mm. I think she has been through so much turmoil in her life um, and so much, so many annoying circumstances. I can't relate to any of that. Um, I am white. I've grown up in the UK. I've had it easy. Yeah. I've had it really easy. And I'm so, so like lucky. I draw inspiration from people that haven't um, and they've come and made such an important like a standing or they've made themselves like, look at Diane Abbott. She's incredible. I went out leafling for her last year. Um, and the amount of abuse that she puts up with and still gets through just to represent her side of the country, she is incredible. And uh, there's so many people out there like that who don't have the background that I've come from. And mm. that's where I draw the inspiration. Because um, it's one of these things like if they've managed to push through and do that, I've got no excuse. Yeah. Get out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get out and do it. That's also being very self-aware as well. I think you need to be. Mm. Um, you need to laugh at yourself. And if you put yourself on a pedestal these days, be ready to be ripped down. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, you're just going to get laughed at. <laughs> yeah. you, you, everything is a joke these days. You need to be able to laugh at yourself. Um, but yeah, when I'm drawing inspiration from things, if I can't relate to the subject, I can relate to the end product and where mm. they got to. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd say. So, James, before I let you go. Yep. We would like one key bit of advice for our new blooders or our listeners yeah. who might be young creatives who are looking to get their foot in the door, um, but also that ties in nicely with inspiration. Yes. So um, my key thing here would be probably patience because you can inspire to have some amazing end goals, 
um, at the end of the day, but it's going to take a journey to get there. For example, like I didn't start off at 16 doing podcasts like this. Mm -hmm. I had to do the seven years in the industry, like here, London, Manchester. Um, you have to put that time in in order to get the like the fruits of your labor at the end of it. Um, so I think it's fine to dream, to aspire. However, remember, it's got to be relevant to you. Like you've got a timeline, you've got deadlines, you've mm -hmm. got to appease a client, you've got to be real about things. Um, and I'll also say like, never say no. Yeah. Say yes, learn, learn how to do it. If you can't do it, say yes, learn how to do it. Yeah. Teach yourself, get someone to teach you. That is definitely one thing that's helped me just because you end up in roles that you're like, how did I get here yeah. and what am I doing? And then you get asked to do something and go, yeah. And then just have to learn, Google exactly. it. <laughs> well, here's how it goes. You say, yes, you may get it wrong. Oh no, that didn't work out. You mm. say, no, you've got it wrong. You know what I mean? Like you're not getting that opportunity now. Exactly. You've already locked that door. So yeah. you've got to have an open mind. And in the creative industry, I feel like I've been very blessed to have worked with people who, if you do get something wrong, they sit down and they exactly. actually teach you and they mentor you. Yeah. Because you're just going to share that wisdom onto someone else younger than you who's going. trying to do the same thing. Yeah. Yep. Oh, thank you so much, James. That was really, really insightful. No worries. Thank you very much for having me. That was episode three of the Make and Break podcast series two of myself, Nana, in conversation with James Parker. And it's been all about inspiration. You can join us for episode four and we'll be talking about sticking to your values. Thank you for listening.